What episode is this, Chad? <laughs> this is episode number 82 mm. of Slappercast, a weekly talk show with laggards. I'm here with Eric C. Hughes. Hello. Patrick James Devlin. PJ for short. <laughs> and myself. I don't think any of us are awake yet. Chad Smalley, what? I don't think any of us are quite awake yet. No. Especially you, Chad. No. One and a half hours of sleep. Yeah, this 6 a.m. stuff, you know, this is just just to show our love for, for the, the birds. Well, it is for the birds, but well, we, they get just, up early for we the want worms. to show these slappers how, how much we care. Exactly. <laughs> so how are you guys doing? What's, what's, uh, what's cracking? Well, we Besides just, uh, dawn. We, just, we just dodged another hurricane. Yeah. Laura didn't want to bore, so we sent her, sent her over to Lake Charles. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, poor Lake Charles, man. Oof. Doesn't look good. Yeah, that, but, was, that was rough. Yeah, did not look good. Space City Weather said that uh, if that storm surge had hit Houston, we, we would have had a serious problem. Like Houston, we have a problem? or Like Houston, we, we'd have a serious problem. Oh. Like, if that storm surge had hit Lake Charles, would have hit us, it would have been devastating. Like, I think they even thought worse than Ike. I, wow. Yeah. Wow. And Ike was pretty bad. The storm surge was bad? With yeah, yeah. For Ike was, yeah. How far north did it reach? Far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they showed a they showed a satellite view of like the, the like the some some of the lakes and inlets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of them were like were underwater. Yeah. So that's like Yeah. It's a lot of fucking water. <laughs> yeah. We were we've talked about this before. That was the drummerless tour that we were on uh when Ike hit. We mm. were we weren't here. Um um, it was a doozy. I was, living yeah. up in, I was living up in Lindale Park at that time, just north of where I live now. Mm. Oh. And it was, uh, it was very windy. Yeah. We, we got it the next day. We got the winds the next day while we were actually watching stop signs bend and traffic lights rattle off. And yeah. Just, I mean, we, it, it was, in Evansville, Indiana. Yeah. Right. It literally yeah. caught up to us the yeah. next day. Crazy. Yeah. Just looking for you. Yeah. Storm with a, with a, with a, with a, with a score to settle. So yeah, dodging dodging hurricanes, and um, we're supposed to be in the studio, and that's been postponed because of the storm. I roll, <laughs> and then uh, uh, so we're going in to, to do some more work today and tomorrow as well. So uh, looking forward to that, and then uh, we've also got the Sherwood thing coming up. And that's gonna be fun. Uh, so we're, we're we're changing some stuff up. The, there's gonna be a, you know a uh, performance. We're gonna be some other people performing from, from what I understand, and we're we're going over logistics right now. So that's gonna be fun. And uh, oh, so so last week, so we didn't we we didn't really get a chance to get into all the fun O'Bannon stories because we you know with Chris on, we had so much to talk about mm-hmm. just yeah, with was, the current yeah you know bucket of crap that we're you know. It's been dumped on us. Um, just, just a little update from from that, from that one too. So, they're trying to get Blackwater the brewery open right now, and TABC are changing the rules. So, so if you're not familiar, TABC is the Texas Alcohol um, Beverage uh, Commission. Beverage, yeah. They're changing the rules on on these people as they're trying to open up their 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 clubs and their their businesses. So Blackwater has been trying to open up and they paid their money and they're, you know, and as of the day that they 
received the money for the for the permit, they change the rules and they have to wait again. So, uh, so you know, it's just just another one of the another one of the just heartbreak breaking stories that you that you hear with this crap. But uh, that's that agency has no business, no business being in business. I mean, they're just they're 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 awful. So that's Chris's, you know, that's one of the things he's having to fight right now. And, 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 uh, but, but I was great to have him on. And I thought it was, uh, I, I thought it was just incredibly enlightening having him tell us how, you know, how much crap that they have to go through just on a, you know, just a daily basis to, to, to run a company. You know, you, you, you really have to, you have to have a thick skin and a, and a, you know, will to fight. So, yeah. um, mm-hmm. so, so that was really fun, and uh, we, we got a couple of couple of really fun guests lined up for for down the road. Anything so, we can announce yet? Yeah, well, I talked to a local comedian, uh, Slade Ham, who uh, we've spoken about on this show a few times, um, but uh, n- not just a comedian, uh, author, and he's uh, he's also a uh, photographer, and just incredible. I'm going to uh, post a link to his. Phone's ringing. Oh, God damn it. Caller, you're on the air. <laughs> we didn't think you were going to get it. What? Bring them on. Put them on. <laughs> what? Airplane mode, right? Yeah. 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 Fucking shit. <laughs> it was bound to happen sooner or later. Well, I just forgot. So. It's all right. Mom and Dad, uh, I sent them a link to uh, one of our podcasts, which they watched and they enjoyed, so... Really? Uh, we'll uh, give a shout-out to Irving and Ellen Hughes up in northern Vermont right now for the summer. They normally live down in Kyle, Texas, just south of Austin, but they were just calling a second ago, so we'll, uh, we'll make sure I got, I'll make sure I call them back. They probably <laughs> should check in to see how we're doing from that hurricane that we yeah. barely survived through. Yeah. yeah. Close call. Mm. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Slade. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll post a link to his. His YouTube channel, it's, um, uh, and, and also they do a podcast as well called the uh, Whiskey Brothers. Mm. And he and some other comedians, uh, Sam Damaris and some other, uh, really, really good stuff. But, um, so Slade has said, yes, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be on. And like us, his, a lot of his, uh, shows have been canceled. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so they're, you know, the, our, our, our stand up friends are, are sitting down. So, yeah, comedians are basically in the same boat that musicians are. Yeah, as I think we've talked about before in the show. There was a, a I don't know if y'all seen the articles from this that there was a guy who posted a an article on on LinkedIn. It's a blogger, entrepreneur guy. He's actually a co owner of a comedy club in, in New York City. Um, where he's he's basically sounding the alarms that you know New York is screwed. That's never going to come back to what it was before and. Yada yada, and uh, Jerry Seinfeld was really offended by this article and published an, an op-ed in the New York Times saying, "Yes, yeah, we are. <laughs> you're you're wrong. Shut up." Basically. What does Jerry know? What does Jerry know about any of that stuff? <laughs> well, that's that's what the guy and the guy the guy's reply was taking him to task, saying, "Don't you have? Don't you like live in the Hamptons anyway? I mean, you're not actually here seeing what's happening. Right? It really is bad." Um, but I, I think both of them actually had good points. Jerry, Jerry's, Jerry's argument with it was that, you know, yeah, it's going to be challenging. I mean, New York will survive just like all cities will survive because, 
because people he's talking specifically talking about the comedy business, I think, in, in particular from um, from that standpoint about you know everybody everybody's doing things remotely and you know the live streaming thing now and um but that's not going to be the only thing that we do people are still going to want to go to clubs and see live music and see live comedy because we need people have this desire to be with other people that and that's the power of new york and one of the reasons why new york has been so powerful culturally is because everybody's so close together and around each other all the time and you know just because that desire is not going to go away eventually we will get back there but that doesn't really address the immediate concerns. Yeah, which is paying rent on <laughs> yeah. clubs that aren't open, and yeah, it's. I take I take a, a lot of umbrage when I hear anybody that has any sort of influence, especially financial influence, when they start putting their two cents in. You know what I mean? It's like they can that, put their two cents in, but they can't preach to you like. You know, well, it's going to be okay. What's your problem? Yeah, it's going to be okay for you, motherfucker, because like Chad just said, Jerry's got some money in the bank. Really? He's fine. (laughs) He'll be fine. Yeah. It's the people that own the actual businesses are the ones that are obviously having, that don't have that $50 million cushion or whatever, whatever Jerry's bank account statement says or whatever it is. But the the guy, James L. Tucher is the guy who wrote the original article that Jerry was responding to and. Um, one of the main things he, he harps on in, in the article is how uh, what the, the sort of big question mark right now, the big unknown, is like what's going to happen with all this office space in cities like, this is true for everywhere, but in cities like New York where you've got just miles and miles of real estate that's just 100% office space from, you know, from our, starting from whatever floor that is up to the top and sure. all of these buildings. Uh, where a lot of these companies are discovering now like, hey, we can actually do pretty well just working from home. You know, we don't have to pay rent on office space anymore and don't have to commute maybe we won't we won't go back to that maybe we're not going to renew our lease True. at the office you know that's there's a lot of that going on right now and that was going to happen anyway that I, I posted when i posted about this the other day i said we, we were on this trajectory anyway that the, the, the pandemic has hastened it like overnight yeah. you know yeah. decisions that companies probably wouldn't have made for 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 years to come have been made for them <laughs> in a sense and uh so just it's just an interesting thing. There's there's so much the, the ecosystem that 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 um, that develops around real estate like that that we've just kind of taken for granted. Uh, that's all dissolving right now. It's disintegrating before our eyes, and that's that's what this guy was freaking out about in this article. It's like, this yeah, this is bad. <laughs> you know, we're not we're not we're, we don't have any way to bounce back from this anytime soon. Um, but that's what's happening. I was walking through uh, Rice Village yesterday, and and. Hadn't really. I walk through it all the time on, on my walks around my neighborhood, but I hadn't really taken note of how many shop fronts are. There's some vacant. Shut, yeah, there's yeah, we a were, lot. We were down there last week and yeah. we were driving around just to get out of the house, and we noticed too that there yeah, was a lot it's, of. It's that's so, the red light district for all the yeah. people that don't know. Where, I, I don't know where it is, but right, just, right, yeah. For, for non-Houstonians, Rice Village is one of the last uh, sort of old school, open like shopping areas, shopping districts. A lot of old buildings that have been there. Some newer buildings, but a lot of older buildings have been there since, I don't know, 60s or 50s or something like that. And it's, you know, something that was already endangered, obviously, because of the digital economy and people are shopping on Amazon now. A lot of these old little shops, mom and pop shops are, are suffering. So, but that's uh, <laughs> one of the last neighborhoods that has that now. And it's kind of scary to see that because I know that the, the whoever, I think Rice University owns a lot of that, that real oh, really? estate now. Yeah. But whoever owns it is just dying to put up more high rises because there's already a lot of that in that neighborhood already. Yeah. And that's 
unfortunately, I think that's very likely. Human, human compartment storage. Anyway. Mm-hmm. What? Yep. That's a, that's a David Beebeism. Human compartment storage. That's a very good. <laughs> those high rises. There's yeah. one going on right over here on Studemont, right, right on the yeah. other side of 45. And there's another one going on somewhere. I was just like, God, it's going to make this whole area just more congested. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's yeah. like a two lane. Well, we road. can see it now. You can see it. <laughs> oh, Lucky's Pub. Lucky, Lucky's Pub on the corner yeah. of uh, Houston and, and, uh, and White Oak is uh, now going to be uh, another condominium. It's a, such a shame. That was such a great piece of land. I mean, it's, it's still a great piece of land, but it was just such a nice building and just old and kind of looked like a mini Fitzgerald's. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, sitting I, right there in the, yeah. I played there once with Jesse Dayton, and I've gone there to watch Astros games with Allen Hill and course it does flood out every single time the the bayou yeah. rises so yeah. hopefully and, and anytime an 18 wheeler goes through a puddle there yeah exactly they're, they're underwater. <laughs> they're underwater it's a it's a, but it was a nice it was a nice try yeah um anyway yeah so 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 yeah so that's that's basically you know you know obviously we can harp on for days but also to, to lighten it up a little bit i know we have some questions from our friend kelly that we'd uh we've been um saving for for <laughs> for today um She's been she's been very good about going through all the episodes and and uh, mm-hmm. yeah she's working her way back through I think she's all the way back to episode thirty or earlier or something this bang of the all the episodes before episode fifty were audio yeah. only yeah Kelly's on death row for those who yeah. don't <laughs> don't know she's <laughs> I've got nothing but time she trades she trades cigarettes for internet time yeah. <laughs> And toilet wine. That's the currency right there. Yeah. Toilet wine. Yeah. yeah so, she, so I compiled all the questions of her as I could find. And a lot of them are just, you know, sort of rhetorically silly questions that she was asking just to be fun. But I thought they were deep. But we maybe we should go down count. this and see if there's anything. <laughs> the first one, I think, was the, the most serious, you know, actual interesting question was, do, do we have any strange pre-show rituals? I like to, I like to warm up vocally and uh, and you know warm up my fingers you know an hour at least an hour before so that and because we do our own gear a lot of people have you know rituals uh i know um well i won't mention the name because then we'll have to go into you know beetle territory so uh <laughs> but i know one of the guys you know likes to run you know likes to to to, to do a, you know a, a couple mile run or if there's you know in south america and they can't leave the hotel they, do, do laps of the of the stadiums and stairs and stuff of like that. Mm-hmm. So so they're warm. I love that. I love to to to, to run during the day, uh, 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 especially on the day of a show. Mm-hmm. So 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 because we load our own gear, we do a little bit of cardio beforehand and a little bit of weight, a little bit of. We always have to to get that part of your engineer head working when you get in. You find that your your stage is about the size of a teacup. You know, balanced on top of a toothpick and a, um, so, so a perfect world. If, if, if we're going to play a, you know, a, a, a club and there's, there's sound and lights and the sound and stuff like that, my routine would in a perfect world would be a run in the morning, but it, m- most importantly, vocal and, uh, and, uh, and hand warm ups before the, the, you know, before the, what you call it before the show. So th- there's a, there's a, I haven't done this in a while, but there's a, there's a really good, it's, it's, it's good for all of us. I mean, it's, it, but I saw a guy do, do this, uh, finger exercise, this one where you would, it, it, it can be dizzy. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it, it makes your, 
you, of course, you don't have to do it fast. You, but it's just it's such a great stretch for your for your fingers, and it also gets you you get your it, it limbers up your mind too. It's because you have to focus on it. But that that was a you know so so there's a lot of stuff like that where you want to just you want to be loose and you want to um you want to you know especially when we're in in towns that we don't usually play or we're in in you know if if it's a festival or you you know just maybe look up a little bit about the town a little bit about the you know just 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 have something in your in your in your mind that's that's new that you've just figured out and you know and you know if nine times out of 10 the there's the people that live there have some kind of pride for you know where they're where they live and so so they want to hear they want to hear you talk about it and yeah. your take on it so yeah, really little things like that yeah it was hard for me to think of anything that was that we do that's strange you know everything that, you do is strange but like i mean you're saying that the warm-ups i mean you would kind of expect yeah you know um like we don't do i mean you like well for example you're talking about the running thing the drummer in the pixies david loverling uh lovering uh, he does that he'll he'll jog around any space he can find before the show he'll just mm-hmm. run around in circles that type of thing but there's there I can't think of anything that that quite that eccentric that we that any of us that have do in the band. You know what I mean? You, know, you do your vocal trills and stuff like that as you're as you're, as you're driving. You know, you're talking yeah. about your vocal warm-ups and things like that. Um, and like you're saying, running sometimes we'll get a, a text. You know, hey, give me an extra fifteen minutes because <laughs> you're going to go yeah, run. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but we do we for for many many years. Whenever we have uh, a coffee shop near the club that we know is there, is we'll make extra time. Yeah, you know, maybe an hour, anywhere from thirty minutes to an hour before we need to be at the club, we'll meet there first. Good point. And Good well, point. that's yeah, usually about that. Yeah. That's usually how we have have our in the past. That's how we'd have our meetings and stuff like that. Or sometimes we wouldn't really have anything to talk about. We just sit there and just chat about anything. Yeah. Or we do a set list. Yeah. Do you have any any weird? Well, you guys left out the you know the prayer, the pre-show <laughs> prayer where we stand <laughs> in a circle and hold hands and well, that's what we give praise to Satan. Yeah, I mean that's what we do. <laughs> I used to do finger stretches, which are which are which are. Um, I used to do with my students and yeah. at the schools to get them going, and and it's it's kind of fun to do this because it, it really kind of stretches out a thing uh, a little bit. A lot of drummers will they'll sit on a practice pad and they'll play or whatever. But I'm just eh, wasted. To me, that's just wasted notes. You know, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like you're just wasting energy. Mm. Um, but uh, a guy that I've been um, following for a while, Dave Elich, he does um, like jump rope before as kind of the equivalent of running. Yeah. Kind of cause, cause he's like, he's like, before you start, you want to have your whole body warmed up and just playing on a pad is only going to get your hands moving, but you, you want your whole body sort of kind of, you want to have a, a light sheen of, of sweat already before you start playing. And that way your, your whole body is warmed up. So when we start playing again, and maybe even next week I might bring my jump rope and, do some jump rope out in the field. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to kind of get, I mean, it's going to be hot enough anyway, but, but just, just the idea. Plus, you know, getting older, you know, you kind of want to have some kind of maybe a little bit of a warm up to kind of just get your blood flowing. Yeah. And, you know, so, so sit in a van for a couple of hours, you want to get out and do something. So I think, I think as far as what I have to do behind the drums, I think just stretching and, and getting that little warm up thing would mm. be plenty enough to, 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 to get me ready for the gig. Well, I feel too, if, if, if you're not, if, you, if if there's not a physical, you know, time before before you perform, that 
the the mind is slowed down and the they're just you're just not as sharp you're not as you know as together on the you know you 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 have to be you have to have that 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 headspace going to where you're you're ready to you know because a lot of the time a lot of our stuff is we're not that call and response band you know that or with those big you know sing-along parts or whatever but it's it's still shocking to me how many people know all the the words and the parts of the songs and even the 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 new stuff that's added you know mm-hmm. the, the the lyric changes that happen on a, a night to night basis and will be able to kind of clue into that and are able to to so so what i'm saying is if you're not warmed up and you're not ready for it and you're it's like, you know you're slow they, i mean they'll they'll mow you over yeah so it's it's a it's a good it's a good thing to uh, and and i i'm really sorry back to uh, back to talking um about having Slade on the show, I'm really looking forward to putting side by side the musician and the comedians, you know, rituals and yeah. habits and, you know, pre-show and, and, and the cre- show. even the uh, creative process. Yeah. Too, the creative, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very interested in. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and again, not to push the, no, well, of course I, you know, I, I, you'll be excited when you talk to the guy cause he's, He's he's a wealth of knowledge, and he's toured he's toured Afghanistan and uh, Iraq, um, you know, with the with the troops. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's gone over and entertained the troops and uh, and taken some incredible photos. I I I, I want to wait to to bring him on to do all this, but but the comedians, in in my opinion, comedians have the hardest job. In that there's one mm-hmm. and they it's them against you know and if you're not you boy you talk about going out there slow or going out there cold and you're done you yeah you're gonna get killed you're gonna get killed I, I i finished a book recently called digging up mother by doug stanhope and not only is the book i i couldn't put it down just brilliant cover to cover non-stop and jaw-dropping my my, my kids would come in you you okay <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, just, yeah, I just read it, a little piece, and um, but they're, they're, what that one person against the whole room, and you, man, you talk about living or dying by the by, you know, by and and you know, we have to prepare. I mean, we have to, you know, right now we're writing the best stuff that we can. We're not mailing anything in, and. But it, but I know that what it's like to 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 mail it in. I've done those shows mm-hmm. where you just come home and you're like, ah, never again, never again, mm-hmm. because you you want to make sure that you're at just you know performing at your peak, right? And 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 the, these these people don't get a chance to uh, they they don't, they don't get a chance to make that second impression if it's their you know first time in that room. So. And we have it easy because we have. You know, there's, there's safety in numbers. Yeah, not right. even not even strength, but safety in numbers. Yeah, you know? but but also you know we can we tur- you know turn around to you and you know kind of you know <laughs> you know it's okay we got you know we got the or you know I mean I, Chad and I have been through shit. We made it through Yonkers, New York. <laughs> we <laughs> yes. can make it through anything. <laughs> Fucking hell! You can make it there. You can make it anywhere. It's up to hey. you, Yonkers. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you're probably not familiar with that story. We, we've told on the show before, but very, very briefly, we played a show in Yonker, Yonker, Yonkers, 
uh, club I can't even remember the Irish pub I can't remember the name of. But Willie Mac sucks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the audience basically just pretended we weren't there the entire time. No applause. But dance to every single song and requested stuff. Well, yeah, that's, that's, like that's the Northeast, though. I mean, that's, that's what they that's what they, that's what they said. I said, "Well, you could have told me that." Yeah. That's literally no, the we, only time that's happened, though. If we, yeah, I used to play up in Boston all the time, and and getting and in New Hampshire, of course, and just getting applause was was rare. Yeah. It's just it's just they dance, yeah, but they don't. It's like it's like they're all Norwegian or something like that. It's the same thing in Norway. Like when we played in Norway, they just look at you and you finish the show, and they're like. God damn, that was the best show I ever saw in my life. You know, kind of a thing. Yeah. It's like, well, why? Like really you said, why, you? Yeah. why didn't you tell me? Why didn't yeah. you give me give me a sign? God damn it. Yeah. yeah. You know. But well, I I I, I don't need. We've we've proven it in this in this time that we're in. I I I don't need applause. But but it's it was the it was the the the. You know, there is the give and take, and yeah. the give to them was the dancing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if they stand there with their hands in their pockets and back to you, you're in trouble. Right. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't the case. This was, the, and and you know, I, I'm, I'm, that's I'm weird. Not, yeah, just just very very strange. Yeah, yeah, when you're not getting enough feedback, it's it becomes exhausting. We've well, talked it, about that, it was exhausting. That's exactly what it was, and is when you're when you're working in. And, and again, a, a, a wedding, which I believe is another question. Um, a, a wedding mm-hmm. when the and you know when when we're booked to do a wedding, the first question I ask is. Are you sure that you know who you're talking to? Because we do not fly you to the moon, nor do we, you know, build or tear down a brick house, or do we, you know, you know, we're not getting down tonight. So, are you sure that you're? Are you sure that you know who you're getting? Because we are not going to be. Not that we couldn't learn it, and we we might do a version of one or two of these songs. That you like. But are you sure you know because your your in laws, your soon to be in laws, may not like us as much as you like. Now, not that we're going to be a punk rock show or spitting blood. Yeah, or we're gonna, you're going to do you're gonna do your show. We're just going to do a show, right? And but but in a in a in a different in a different venue, you know, for, for, from a wedding, you know, everything's fine. But then you put us in a wedding thing, and there's these people who are sometimes are meeting their in laws or future in laws. For the first time, mm-hmm. and they're in a room. The last thing they're going to do is start get up and start jumping around, and, you know, letting loose. They're going to be on the best behaviors. It's like a first date. You don't go and tell them. Oh, by the way, I do like the taste of human flesh. <laughs> That's not a first date line. Just FYI, you don't. So, so, so you kind of pull back a little bit. And so, but the band suffers then because the band you don't know what you're what what's expected of you. You know, you've been hired to do a job and you want to do the best you can so uh, on that should we move to the next question yeah sure. any of these next questions she, she, she had asked how many marriages are we responsible for as blackguards not how many we not not how many weddings we played but how many marriages oh, are we Lord. responsible for so we we've we don't really know i mean we've, we've got we zero, know that we are yeah oh and 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 it's it, it's a lot yeah i mean it, it is a lot because we've met uh We've met people all over, all over the country, and in Ireland too. People have come to Ireland. I mean, this the the number is large, but the number is if I was to guess, I, I, I mean, I, I I'd just throw a dartboard at a at a, a dartboard, throw a dart at a piece of paper with numbers all over because it, I it's it's um it's more than it's more than twenty, 
and less than a million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just it it it's a. I can't tell you the amount of people just from you know when talking about Chris Steele in College Station, just the, the amount of people that I've met and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There's, the, the, there's at least two couples I know of who've told us that they met on Patty's Day at, at our shows specifically. Yeah, um, but then there's also a couple. There's there's at least one couple I know live in Houston whom whom I know met. We 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 already knew both of them before they met each other, and now they've been together for for however long we've been together. Yeah, <laughs> fifteen years or something. Yeah. since ever since they met, and that's kind of a trip. But, and then that's at least just one example, and that's just locally. I mean, I know yeah. there's people like that around the country as well. But yeah, I, I don't know. We've never really sat down and tried to count them. No, <laughs> before. But then, and, uh, and weddings that we played too is 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 deceiving as well because you would think it's only a handful, but it's actually a lot more than we've. Because we we didn't do the actual, I mean, on on a lot of them we didn't do the actual reception, but we played the you know the some form of the the ceremony or some part of the ceremony if it was. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's yeah, and there's not a ton of obviously we we don't have anywhere near as many weddings under our belt as a band like like the El Orbits or well the El Orbits you know, are that's pretty much tailored for that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, when I when I joined in two thousand two thousand and four. It seemed like we were doing at least almost one every two weeks, if yeah. not for the next yeah. three years or so, yeah. four years. Um, the the only thing that I, I mean, I, I have Alan, you know, reminds me a lot. He's like, oh yeah, we played their wedding, whether it was the oldies band or the the orbits. Yeah, and we meet people and oh yeah, we played their. I'm like, I don't remember. We just played yeah. so many of them. No, the only one I do remember was there was a family uh, here in town, and we played all of their kids. Weddings. They had three kids, uh, uh, two boys and a girl. And I don't think I played the, the oldest son's wedding, but I played the second son and, and the daughter's wedding. And somebody said, oh, yeah, they, the family said, oh, yeah, we hired you guys for every one of our kids' weddings. Wow. It's kind of wacky. Wow. So all those weddings, and I've, I'm always curious, what is the most popular song of all time in, your, in all your time of wedding? Well, we don't, we don't do the normal wedding stuff you know we do i mean we do like the frank sinatra stuff and the for the you know the early part like yeah. the fly me to the moon stuff we do yeah. that kind of stuff but it seemed for a, a minute uh when so we had the houston l orbits and we had the austin l orbits and i was in the austin l orbits it was me and my buddy chris johnson on bass and landis armstrong on guitar and of course jim and david it's a five-piece band david would mostly front the band and he played a little bit of keyboard here and there but it seemed like um, uh, Sweet Caroline was a big one. And um, that uh, David Allen Coe song, um, You Never Even Call Me By My Nine. Name. Really? Yeah. People went crazy for that. They would pack the dance floor, and there's like some kind of like sing along stuff that's been kind of created over the year. You know, oh yes, yes, mid- yes, uh, yes, during the chorus, like yes, the audience kind of exactly responds to stuff. You know, let me, let me, let me. Yes, yeah, yeah, that yes, whole thing. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And then like the weird shit, like I mean, this, I mean, not the weird shit. I mean, the stuff that we wouldn't normally play, but someone would say, "Can you play a Brown Eyed Girl" by Van Morrison, mm-hmm. or "Can you play Margaritaville" by? Would they like uh, our version of Brown Eyed Girl? They would love our version. Of Brown Eyed Girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody um, likes our version. But then every once in a while, David would get a thorn in his side, and he would. We would do. Um, there's a group, a band called the Tailgaters, out of uh, I think they're out of Lake Charles, but I think that guy lives in Austin now. And they have a song called "Brown Eyed Girl," which is not the Van Morrison version. It's a really cool kind of 
Cajuny kind of song. Oh, kind uh, of like wagon out. wheel. Up top. We, we, up to, up top. <laughs> we, we whipped that out just to the chagrin of, to, uh, of us. But yeah, I mean, as far as weddings go, between Oldies Band and L Orbits, and I mean, every other band I've ever been in, I, I can't tell you how many I played. Probably yeah. 150, maybe, weddings. Wow. A, a bunch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. They're, all, they're all unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they are. I mean, that, that's the that's the thing about it. And we've we've done some fantastic. Uh, one that I can think of off the top of my head is a good friend of ours, uh, a lawyer here. I don't want to mention his name, Brian McNamara. <laughs> uh, he uh, uh, he had his wedding uh, at the uh, Petroleum Club downtown here, and just absolutely gorgeous. It's a nice just, room. Yeah, beautiful room, but zero volume. I mean, zero volume. What we're doing right now, too loud. Turn it down. Not to their, I mean, to, you know, to, to, to their credit, they had, you know, a bunch of Irish, a bunch of Irish, New York, and a bunch of, you know, family in from all over the country and from Ireland and whatnot. But, I mean, just the nicest people. And Brian is just a spectacular family lawyer if anybody ever needs any of that stuff. But just an, an even better person, just a just yeah. he's he's from dublin and he's the most soft-spoken uh but knowledgeable one wonderful 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 man beautiful family and uh yeah we, we <laughs> that room uh we, of course now we now we have the joy of playing direct uh back then it was amplifiers to the ceiling <laughs> just just on enough you know just mean just the the light turning you know seeing the light on there so loud. Loud. Turn it down, yeah. but yeah. So yeah, weddings are definitely, definitely. Uh, we're actually playing another. Uh, we're playing some weddings next year, and uh, my my questions have been answered. A, do you know who the fuck we are? And B, <laughs> do you, you know? Are, are you prepared for her to, to you know to leave you? You know, <laughs> at the altar. Yeah. yeah. Don't when blame they, us when this thing goes south. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we do div- we we give discounts on the divorce party, so you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I always think of Brian's show. The, the, it's mer- was memorable for for me just because we were up on the that top trolling club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever do, do a wedding gig there? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that must be a popular spot to get. Oh yeah, for weddings. I played. I, I think I played. Uh, I think I played an oldies band. Christmas party up there for some company that had it at the patrol. And it was weird because, you know, all these band is kind of, can be high energy, can be kind of yeah. loud sometimes. Yeah. And I remember just being like stuck in a corner and just kind of doing our show. And it just seemed like the sound wasn't going any further than the potted plant <laughs> that was kind of in front of us, you yeah. know, just because, of, you know, it's, it's a carpeted room usually. And, and it wasn't like they were dancing. They were just there having a Christmas party. Yeah. It was, it was strange, but. Yeah, they they paid us, so yeah, kind of don't give a shit. Check clear. That loading's a pain in the ass, but yeah, but yeah, isn't every loading sometimes? Well, and I I just said, I last last time we rehearsed, I heard both these guys say, uh, "I don't have it on tape, but you can take my word for it." But I heard both these guys. I miss loading in. Both of them said it. I do. I do. I really do. Yeah, we joke joke about it, but it's yeah. Yeah. But but it's that it's that necessary. Evil that actually becomes part of your 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 warm up. It becomes part of your and if you do it right, you know. What I mean, if, if if you're not under the gun, if you're not late, if you're not, yeah, you know, 
staircase, you know, icy mm, staircase in the back yeah, of the yeah, club, yeah. but you know, it's a, you know, it, 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 it is actually, it, it's cathartic and it's that moment of, you know, I, and, and again, I, I'm not a gear head. I, I don't, I still, for, for as much as, as much gear, I took my little studio apart yesterday and just rewired it. Cause I don't, didn't like to see all the, the spaghetti, mm-hmm. you know, cause I had added some stuff. And so I took that my studio apart, but, uh, and I, when I put it back together, it was just, it was that death. I, I had to turn the stereo on and just kind of listen to it and put it, you just, just sit by it because it's, <laughs> although I'm not a gearhead, I, I, I enjoy the, the symmetry of, of, uh, you know, of, of the gear and the placement of the, you know, you know, stuff that I bring in and take out, you know, to, to go play with or record, you know, it, now it's easy. Everything is, just eye level and you know just accessible but it's the same thing it can be this very rewarding uh, uh exercise to 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 load in and to to put everything in its place and have your space and you know run run the wires right and just make it yeah. make it to you know cuz you really you, you know you, you want to be able to to move freely and not you know rip a wire out or pull it and knock a speaker over or you know whatever you just you want to have that you you want to have that type man. We should go play a gig. <laughs> I, I want out of here. Yeah, I think there's a couple of reasons why I think it's it's that I I actually miss it and I enjoy it is that number one, you start to gives you an outlet to kind of start burning off some of that nervous energy before you go on by being you know carrying stuff around and being being active and doing something. I hate that. It's one of the things I don't like about shows where we have to wait, like sometimes depending on what's going on, like if there's a game we're waiting to end or there's some other, mm. some other thing that pub has going on before we start and we have to sit there and wait. Playoff game. I hate waiting to play. If we're ready to play and we're not playing, I hate right. sitting there. And God. so when setting up, it gives, it gives me something to do to, with my, with my energy before the show too. But I think too, there's this, just the associative thing is like my brain knows now we're setting up. Pretty soon we'll be performing, <laughs> and then my my brain just associates it, like there's a reward coming for for this hard work, you know. But I don't really, to me, I don't. It's I don't ever dread it, you know. I don't ever. God, we have to load in again. Oh God, now we have to load out. Jeez, you know. I I, I don't mind it at all. I, I've known plenty of musicians who do, and I don't understand it. But well, it's, it's, and it's kind of ritualistic too. Like you get you get into a groove of like this goes here, this goes here, this goes here, this goes like every time. Yeah, it becomes like yeah, very, very you know, much. I don't so, know yeah. how it is with you guys, but I know that like, okay, first this happens, and then this thing goes on this, and then the kick pedal comes in, and then here comes the snare drum, and then the other drum, yeah. and then the cymbals go in order. Yeah, you know, from biggest to smallest, mm-hmm. in the, in that order, and then you know the mics go up or whatever. So it's just, and it's like, yeah, we, you know, we we I, I know that this band, and when I play with Alan, we're two of the fastest teardowns. Setups and teardowns. Yeah. It's just like we just do it, boom, like like super quick. And the key, and and you know, I didn't I didn't really know this when I was younger. The key is as soon as you're done, if you can, start tearing down. As soon as you get done playing, you know it's over. Just start putting that stuff away. Don't let don't wait on it because then that energy you have from that gig starts to wane, <laughs> and then it becomes a chore. And yeah. that's when those guys start to bitch because they probably go to the bar, have a couple of drinks, sign some titties or whatever, and the next thing you know. 
they're like, oh, it's been an hour after we get done playing, and now I have to pack up my shit. Yeah, yeah. And that's annoying as hell. Yeah. That's never really been an issue with us, I don't think. I mean, we we do... Well, some Mike, for example, when Mike was in the van, he, he would start bringing... He would do that immediately after the last song. Duh. <laughs> and he'd start unscrewing Mike, so just immediately. But that, that was just part of his routine, too. But sometimes he can't. Sometimes we have people just coming at us, and they want to talk to us after the show yeah. and things like that. But none of us have ever been really big drinkers or... Okay, now I'm going to go have you know five drinks at the bar or something, or hang out, or just hang out at the club. You know, well, I mean, in, yeah, in this band, I mean, for we me, don't do that. You know, yeah. I mean, I like to drink, but but I wait till after, pretty much after I'm done packed up. You know, packed up my stuff. If the van is packed or whatever, or I'll run and get a drink and then help pack in, pack everything out. Right, right. I don't want to hang around any longer than we have. Right, to, right. But exactly. I like a drink after the game. Sure, you know? sure. Like you say, when you start to feel like it's going to be work and it's going to be you, you you're not looking forward to it you know that that's 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 just killed your whole night it just you know even if it was a mediocre you know what you thought might have been a mediocre performance or you know yeah you just t- you're just running it running it into the gutter now by making the end of it worse mm-hmm. you know but you know and uh yeah talking to people at the end we we always want to talk to people and we want we want to you know you, you gauge you gauge your your you know, performance, but we were applauded many, many times. I remember in Austin, especially being just the staff being just gobsmacked by how quickly we were out of there. And they, cause they would complain to us about other bands that wouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, they're there. They, cause they can't lock the, right. They can't lock up the place before, before all the stuff's out. So they're stuck there. And man, if you want to, if you want to piss off your employers, you know, make your make make the wait staff and the barbacks and all that stuff. Make them have to wait around for you to get your shit out of there. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, remember that, that gal at uh, Timeout Three down in Paralands? Yes, we, we we she's like, you guys are done already. Yeah, yeah, gotta go. Yeah, yeah. So they were they were happy about that. Yeah, and I mean that, that comes from years years of experience too. But I mean that, that's been true for so long. Well, I, I, yeah. I, I, I worked in bars for, yeah. forever. That, yeah. And you see those wankers that are just, they're chasing whoever, you know, whatever bar flies left or whatever, just, just the, the last minute stuff that has to be done in their minds. And, you know, and then you have to sit and wait for the, you know, the, and to get that. Oh, and there's nothing worse too when it's crap gear mm-hmm. and they're loading it up like they're like, it's the, you know, the, the museum. You know, moving on to the next amp cases yeah. and shit. Yeah, like, get out. Yeah, we, we've known there's a band that we knew who played it, played in Austin who would take, it would take multiple trips. Yeah, because they didn't have enough cars to to carry all the gear. Yeah, first load, come back. God, <laughs> you what? Think, yeah. yeah, literally, it would take th- like two or three trips to get all the gear out of the, out of the club. Yeah. Oh my god. And I, I, I mean, I, would, I don't care. I, and, and they they didn't draw flies, but I, I don't care if they were packing the place with line around the building. That still not doesn't warrant having that having that stuff. Um, and having to put up with that yeah. crap. So I mean, that, that's at the extreme end of it, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. most most bands will take forever, even if they don't, <laughs> just because they're not being I hate that respectful on stage etiquette. It's like there's another band coming up. Yeah. We'd like to keep as much of the crowd here as possible. Mm-hmm. Could you move any faster? Could you please get that out of our there, way? <laughs> like just sitting there talking to each other, uh, how yeah. great they were. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it, like that really, you can't overstate that enough, the fact that Patrick used to be a bartender before. I mean, mm-hmm. for, for many, many years before uh, he was in a band. 
and that, that this band has always kind of had that, that savvy because of that, um, because we are, but even, even without, I mean, both Patrick and I have worked, I'm not sure we have, did you ever work in, in customer service? Like, Waiter, behind the counter, things. Like I worked that. at stores and stores. Like yeah, that. Hey, ran, right, ran, yeah. Ran, ran, ran a bed breakfast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. So we we all we've all been and related in direct customer service and stuff like that. So I you know I always tip you know that type of thing. I'm always cognizant and and considerate of the people who are working at pubs. Sure. But a lot of, I, you see a lot of bands just aren't, um, and those are the ones who like you know you know, try to take advantage of any, all the free drinks that they're offered or, you know, there was a story of, of a band. I'm not going to name any of these bands I will. in Austin who I think they were never at one of those bands that was never asked back to the, to, to Fidel after they played there. They knew that they were uh, promised a meal, you know, so they were complete dicks about, and they had like, invited their friends, put their friends on the on the bar tab and things like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's I mean, a no no. Oh man, yeah. I mean, don't come on. And it's it's a, a lot of it is just, it seems so so just common sense to me, but you know, if if you're you're essentially the guest, you you're you're like the house guest of 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 these clubs when you're there, and you want to behave yourself and clean up after yourself mm-hmm. when you're leaving and thank the staff. Thank the I mean, sound it's, man. It's, yeah. It's, it's we basic stuff. It's too, really, like, is, thank, you know, you know, sh- giving a shout out to the sound man and stuff yeah. like that. And you can't, you can't do it enough saying hi to this bar staff. You yeah. Know, don't forget. Someone's behind the bar taking care of you. Take care of them. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Tip the staff. You know, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, it's, it, it, it's, it, I mean, it should go without saying it. And yet it's, it's uh, the, the, the bands that don't get it will never get it. You know, just uh, oof. You just can't. You can't be in a club and 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 miss that. You know, or 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 or, or then you're just that person that that band that's just oh that you're the oh, the only one that exists. You're the only thing. You're the only the only one doing this and hardest working. That's anyway. But they they actually were brought back. Oh, they were. Yeah, and they were fired again. Summarily <laughs> <laughs> fired. Yeah. But that, again, that's the problem too. When you have a club and you have many, many, many iterations of the of the 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 hierarchy, you know, and and who's running the place, and it's, you know, because it just gets to the point. If you if you're going to do live music, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, you know, whatever your days are, it's still a hell of a chore to be able to get entertainment at uh, you, you 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 know whatever level whatever level of band that you're hiring, it's hard to keep that, you know, even if it's middle of the road and, you know, or garage band or open mics or whatever you're doing, it's still hard to, to fill that, you know, even if it's two or three times a week, mm-hmm. it's hard to keep, you know, cause clubs want these four hour shows and in a four hour show, unless you're, you know, you just have to have you know, many, many, many different uh, parts of your act. Because if you're going to go in there, you're going to be a a uh, you know singer songwriter. Well, you're going to have four hours of songs that you don't know, and those songs better be really fucking funny and really entertaining, or you're out. You know, it's mm-hmm. just you know, and, and a lot of the times, the, you know, this one person on the guitar are going to do a lot of slow stuff. So expect a lot of you know crowd interaction, not with the band or with the person, you know, but. We know with themselves, and that's 
That's a recipe for disaster. It's just, well, I think one thing that you know musicians have to realize, no matter how artsy they want to be or or um, you know whatever, if you're going to be playing in bars, you're essentially a beer salesman. Yeah, you know, it's your job is to keep people there. Yep. And keep people drinking, and that way the bar makes money, and that way you make money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's 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 when people don't realize that, hey, this is part of the job. Part of the job is you're working with the club to create an atmosphere that people are going to want to stick around to. Yep. If you want to get up there and you know get all, you know, I can't indulgent, right. indulgent, self indulgent, and, and 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 whatever you know. Do that. I mean, save that stuff for like when it's the last song of the night and no one's there still. Like, right. I got one more song. Yeah. And it's about how I feel about this kind of thing, you know, or whatever. And to put, keep, you know, keep the people there. That's the, that's the, that's the important part. Yeah. And I mean, that, that, those, those types of moments can be fun too. And if you're just a slow night, you know, and your last couple of songs and you're just screwing around or, yeah, you know, fun, some fun, fun stuff can happen there because then, but still, even then, you're doing it for the people who are who are still there, you know. Right. Or even if, even if it's just for the bartenders, you know. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's it, we we've talked about it on the show too. We've seen really experienced bands that we've we've that we've known for years like to do these really kind of trippy instrumental things and stuff in the middle of a set and yeah, and it's like. And you can just see you just see the crowd just turn away and yeah, just they're lose, lose, you're losing people in real time. You're like, yeah. but how do you guys not see this? But some some people just don't. They, a lot of some musicians just don't give a shit about that. They want to do what they want to do. You know, just uh, guess there's something to say about that as well. Yeah. yeah. So, anybody have more questions? There's tons, but let's go. <laughs> a lot of these are really silly. She she asked, uh, you should do. I guess this, this was episode sixty three where I think you were talking about. Uh, um, ELO, Electric Light Orchestra, yes. where you li- had listened to their entire catalog. Yeah, it's great. It's fun. But she said you should do a deep dive into Lark's NCL. Nope. Do you know who they are? I looked them up. Oh. <laughs> when I saw that question, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, what, what, is, what is this all about? I didn't know who they are either. So I'm not doing that, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be, probably would help if you actually like the band you're asking a deep dive to. But if, if there's something, maybe we're overlooking something about this band, you know, let us know. I will. You know what I'm gonna do when I drive home? I'm gonna pull up about Apple Music and see what all the fuss is okay. about. Right. If I like it, I'll, I'll I'll listen. If I don't, I'll put on something else. And also, what what made uh, Kelly speaking to you specifically? What was it that made you think that Eric would like them? Exactly. I'm, I'm curious to know. <laughs> um, so some of these questions, she was she was responding to things that happened in the episodes, and unfortunately, our memories, at least my memory, is not good enough to 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 know what she was responding to specifically, but she asked, so when is Patrick starting his new career in country music? This is from episode 71, which I have no idea what that was about. My, uh, my, my country music, uh, career has already left. It was started a long time ago. And it, I, I sang Roundstone Cowboy when I was, uh, a teenager. And, uh, that was the last time. Weren't you talking <laughs> about writing with that guy though? That five o'clock somewhere yes. guy? Yes, that's happening on Labor Day. Okay. Actually, if if Beaumont's cleared up by then, that'd be fine. Yeah. That's a whole other week. Uh-huh. That's going to be cool. That's the day after Sherwood, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, did Chad ever get his turntable working? Uh, no, I didn't. But I did borrow a working one from my mom. I still have this old turntable that was, I don't know, it's from like the early 70s or something that was sitting idle for decades. And it's mm. just, it's intact, but it needs to be cleaned and 
probably completely taken apart and reassembled, which I'm scared to do because there's so many moving parts in there. You look at the bottom of it or look inside of it. It's like, it's like an old grandfather clock. It's just oh, all this ridiculous, ridiculous. Tables, this doesn't apply to anybody listening to this right now, but tomorrow is actually today, which is not tomorrow, which is today, but not Tuesday, but it's actually <laughs> Saturday is record store day. Oh yes, it is. It is. But that doesn't apply to anybody because by the time they hear it, it'll, it, it'll, it'll be passed. passed. Yeah. Yeah. But for us currently. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, Patrick sings, you make me feel like a natural woman while in the shower. Doesn't he? he says. <laughs> what are these questions? <laughs> I think that might've been a reference to his hair. I don't know what that was about. I like to sing. You make me feel unnatural woman. <laughs> That's good. You make me feel unnatural woman. Like you're telling a girl, like you, yeah. Something about you that makes you feel weird. Uh, I think I know her sister. Yeah. Uh, did Chad complete his weight loss journey? No, I have not. In fact, I've gained weight since the pandemic started. Yes. I am struggling to, to turn that around, but it has been a challenge. Um, yeah. So you haven't, you haven't been doing the video or nothing? Oh no. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'd fallen off of that even before the pandemic started, but, uh, after it's, Shortly after it started, I thought, well, maybe I could get back into it again. I just didn't, at the time, it just felt weird to go, to go make a video. Yeah, I lost another pound, you know, while all this crap is going on with people dying and shit. I was like, it didn't, it was hard for me to get excited about it then. Now I'm thinking people kind of need new content and they need something to, you know, people who are struggling like me to, 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 to get back on those plans. You know, sure. if maybe I should just talk about the trouble I'm having <laughs> sticking with the program. <sighs> Yeah, short answer to that question. No, I have not. <laughs> well, I, I would just you know for anybody that's doing the weight loss thing or the you were you were just essentially just doing calorie counting and food journaling, yeah. right? That kind of stuff. I'm actually on a really good streak right now. I I've, I haven't missed a day of running in. I I, I forget, it, but the, we're in the 40s now. I've never never in my entire running career ever had a string of this many days. Mm. And I haven't, I'm not losing any weight, but. Why is that, Patrick? Glad you asked. Because uh, I'm not into, I'm not into weight. I, I don't weigh myself. So, I mean, I, I very, I very, well, all my genes, all, everything I have is, as, as, has, are too big for me now. I mean, so, so I've obviously lost a lot, but, but I'm, I've hit that, that place Plateau. where it's not, but I've, I've never been more comfortable. So. You know, it, it's, it's, it, you know, the, the, the jeans and all the stuff now, they look like those nineties mom jeans are all baggy and, 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 uh, and, uh, that's what, but I, I wasn't doing, I, I don't run for weight loss. I don't run, I, I run for, for like we were talking about getting ready for show, stuff like that. It just, it just, you just feel better. And we have had, August hasn't been as bad as July. July was ungodly hot, just ridiculously humid and the the temperature was always you know high high 90s it felt or you know it felt like the feel like temperature is is that just a houston thing the, f it, the feel like temperature no. so it says it that's okay because yeah. that's that's Sorry, absolutely yeah. bullshit if it feels like that's that's what the fucking temperature is <laughs> end of story um so the so i'm not doing it for weight loss i'm doing it for just just you know so i don't kill somebody and uh uh the so I, my my only suggestion would be that the the best 
you know, eat, without having to count calories is just you don't eat before noon and you don't eat after seven o'clock. So that's your window. Do whatever the hell you want. And because uh, I, I, I had a streak before all that where I was not doing sugar and I was trying to, but that's all out the window. But it's running and you just eat in, in that yeah, small, window. Yeah. You know, in, in, in that window. And that's the end of it. Yeah. Intermittent, intermittent fasting is what yeah. they call it. Actually, I, the show. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I, I actually, when he mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah. Because I'd kind of dabbled in that last year. I'd kind of find myself doing it just by default, not really trying to, because I was trying to, you know, keep my calories within a certain budget. So I would hit a certain amount. I'd be like, crap, I'd just stop eating and then I wouldn't eat for the rest of the day until oh. midnight. <laughs> the midnight would come and but things would take over and I'd eat again. But I, so I, when he mentioned it, I was like, oh, I'm going to try that because I'd kind of fallen off, I'd fallen off the logging, food logging horse, whatever you call it. So I tried that. I do, I do like that because it, it kind of works, works with my body's natural schedule anyway. Because for most of the day, usually I'm not really that hungry for the first eight hours of the day. Usually I don't really want to eat anyway. So it's, it's nice to work with that. But I, I did that for a while, but it didn't really help me lose weight. <laughs> Just doing that alone didn't really do I think sleep is going to help you. Sleep is important. You turn that corner. A lot of things, yeah. And I don't, I don't use any sleep aids. I mean, I can, I can just, just go, go to sleep. And there's some nights where you sleep better than others, obviously, but did the exercise during the day. And I, I, of course I push my, push it on my kids too and make them go run and walk Mm -hmm. and do whatever. But it, it, the, the sleep is, that's the most important. Yeah. I think it's more important than any of the, of the foods and the, you know, for many, many reasons. Maybe so, more than an hour and a half a night, Chad. Maybe more than an hour and a half, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm actually really surprisingly uh, um, energetic right now. I'm usually not this awake. <laughs> Effervescent. Yeah. <laughs> 40 minutes since. I'm not the, usually I'm, uh, not this talkative. Yeah. When, when I haven't slept this much. And there's been, there's been shows we've done you know, in the middle of the afternoon where I've been going, oh. <laughs> like half asleep. We have photographs to prove it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we do. Um, okay. How are we doing on time? We, we're probably ready to wrap this up. I was going to move on to the, the last couple of things okay. here. She asked, have we done a, a, a Slappercast live stream yet? No. We've that's, talked about it. Yeah, we need to do that. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that yeah. has to happen. I think that's a natural direction for the show at this point. It, it, was, it was kind of, we had to get used to being on camera for one thing, and then we had, had to kind of get used to the, the whole idea of not editing the show <laughs> and not being able to, to take things out that we, you know, I don't know. And be be mindful of things that we say. I guess it it probably is going to affect my language. No, everybody. What everything that we say. <laughs> There's certain things that we don't want to say live on the show, but but you know, we were saying that's why I was. Are we rolling? Are we rolling? Okay. <sighs> and then we start saying other stuff. <laughs> we won't be able to do that if we're if we're going out live. Obviously, it'd be a different question. Are we live? It just live? depends on what we say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we probably will be doing that maybe uh, sometime in the next couple of months. A couple of weeks, maybe. Even. Yeah. So, yeah. Probably will be on YouTube, here on YouTube, where the, uh, the the video shows are posted, rather than on Facebook. But yeah, we will do that. And this this other question, last question: Do did y'all ever record your version of Danny Boy? Danny Boy, what's how's that go? Danny. Is that Danny with an Y or Danny with an I? Oh. Mm. Yeah, I guess it's a boy, so it's going to be with a Y. It completely changes the slant of the song, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the sex change, Danny boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could we could be we could be coy. 
about this answer, or we could just answer the Danny question. Coy. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> What's the question again? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Have we recorded it? We've we've Have recorded we? many, many, many songs, and <laughs> to 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 be quite frank, uh, Danny Boy was one of them. We were toying with it, and uh, is it going to see the light of day? We don't know. We don't know. It's uh, <laughs> that's uh, that, that might be its whole uh, uh, singular show. A whole episode just, about Danny uh, Boy. Yeah, just uh, mm-hmm. on that one. Um, nobody ever should record Danny Boy. Tom Jones has recorded it. Elvis has recorded it. Uh, you know, just it, it should never have been recorded. It should never have been written. <laughs> and uh, so, so yes, we're going to record it <laughs> and release it. Well, we, we we mentioned this on the show too. I, I think I think you brought it up that we, we were we were doing one of the shows out at the Pecan Grove. Yeah, and. Uh, was somebody? Was it? Was it Paul Finnegan? Was it him himself who requested? He, he and his cousin. Yeah, his cousin was over from Ireland. Paul Finnegan from Ireland. He owns Finnegan's Motors. You've seen them. You've seen them all over yeah. Houston, and they're, they're. I think they're most prominent in this uh, down Richmond, Rosenberg, and. Uh, but he's got a bunch of car dealerships, Ooh. and Paul's ex dub, and he's. Yeah, his cousin was over, and we were playing a show at the country club down there in uh, Pecan Grove, and they had requested Danny Boy. We played it, and. Uh, Paul was responsible for us playing down there more times than we should have. Uh, just uh, always, yeah. Just Finnegan writes the check and the club brings us in and blah. But we played it that one time, and his his cousin that was visiting from Ireland, um, she had said that she hates the song and she had really enjoyed our yeah yeah version of it. And for an Irish person to say that to you, it's it's yeah. you know, what's it compared to like in America? I mean, what what would the song be like? You know that like. People either love it or they hate it. Brown eyed girl or brown eyed girl or, or probably probably worse question. than that. Probably uh, Macarena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a good. That's that, that's some good homework. I looked at. I have to dig in. I was looking at my uh, pictures from when I went to Ireland last year with my dad, and actually the bus driver on a tour around Killarney, the Ring of Killarney, the Ring of uh, Kerry, he uh, he uh, sang Danny Boy for us. <laughs> Two verses. That's one and a half too many. It was uh, it was fine. Yeah, because we most of the time when we played Danny Boy, it was kind of we were kind of doing it jokingly, or we'd you'd, you know you'd play one verse or half a verse or something, and we'd we'd go into uh, Donegal, Donegal Express, Donegal Express. Mm. Um, and only very occasionally would we actually play the whole song. So that when we did it that night, it was just uh, not just the the feedback we got, but I remember you saying it was like that was actually pretty good. <laughs> you know, I never said it that. Was, so, there was there was some, yeah because you you asked me to send get the recording <laughs> dig up that recording and send it to me because you wanted it to, to well just, I just I, I couldn't remember how we did it yeah. I couldn't remember I, I I don't remember how we did it and I do not care to remember how we did it but we well it was it was it, yeah. people didn't run out of the room and it's also the guy that's the hired you, you yeah know, you know we're talking about club etiquette and going in there and you know getting your getting your gear out before. You know the, the the cock crows or before the the sunrise or whatever that you know you, you just you know. well the thing was it was a particularly good vocal performance I thought you've always sung that song it's like a, a lot of these traditional songs where the melodies this has been a blackguard's hallmark for for since the beginning I think that 
you know, the, 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 the traditional way of playing a lot of these, like these old songs is to just don't stray from the, the melody. You just, every, and every verse is the same, you know, you know, there's very little embellishment or, you know, that's the way most trad players are used to playing, I think. Um, but you always take the melody and build on it. You know, you know, you've never sung it, sung a song just straight. And that well, was, it's, it's, uh, no, it's been done and it shouldn't have been done. Yeah. But you have to, you have to add to it. Yeah. So, uh, I have a question for anybody that's listening or even you guys. So if you, uh, if you, if you wanted to have somebody on the show, who would it be? If you have, uh, if you have any ideas, you know, let us know. Cause you know, I know we're talking to, to, uh, to, uh, Joan, Joan Narnia up in, uh, Nebraska. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she's going to be on the show very, very soon. So, uh, yeah, if you have anybody, let us know. Cause, cause like I said, we're going to talk to, uh, we're going to have Slade Ham, the uh, Houston comedian, on here very soon. Uh, we're going to talk to Pete Gordon. Oh, nice. Yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. Yeah. To, so he's the, he's the uh, Pete's responsible for the Continental Club here in Houston and uh, mostly responsible for the Continental in, in Austin as well. But uh, just, and not, not, just a, not just a dear friend, but incredible personality. And uh, much like Slade, too, will be a pistol. To, yeah. to to have on the on the show and uh, so many stories and yeah you get out of them yeah so all right is that a wrap it's a wrap all right thank you Kelly for the questions yeah thanks again thanks for listening and going through the 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 many 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 hours of this stuff and um yeah we're we're looking forward to to seeing you all at Sherwood well seeing you. Uh, Sherwood and we'll we'll uh yeah you're gonna hear some hear some new stuff coming up here pretty soon and yeah we're 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 glad you're here. Stay safe. Yep. Bye. <laughs>